So, you've been told you have PGP. So now what? With lots of confusing messages out there, I have dedicated this podcast to pregnancy-related pelvic girdle pain. I'm so excited to be recording this episode of the Let's Talk About Pelvic Girdle Pain podcast. I'm your host, Philippa. I'm a chiropractor and I absolutely love sharing information about pelvic girdle pain, but I don't think it's talked about anywhere near enough. I adore working with my community. So as well as flying solo, I have invited guests to share their stories and their experience of PGP. So if you have a story to share or a question to ask, message me. I want you to be included too. With the right information and support, pregnancy-related pelvic girdle pain is absolutely treatable for the majority. So hit follow, share your stories, connect, and let's talk more about PGP. So welcome to the first episode of the Let's Talk About Pelvic Girdle Pain podcast. I am so excited and a little bit nervous to have you here. Full disclosure, this is my first time hosting a podcast, but I'm reliably informed by friends that for the first episode, what you should talk about is a little bit about you. I'm terrible at talking about me, but I'm going to give it a whirl. I'm the mum to three awesome humans who are aged nine, six and two, and they are my absolutely greatest teachers. My eldest son was a breechling and he he is the reason I started learning about pregnancy care as a chiropractor. I didn't understand why in a very straightforward pregnancy my little darling ended up wedging himself completely head up and not moving head down no matter how hard I tried and I wanted to and I needed to understand why so I started going to pregnancy courses, spinning babies courses, reading books, talking to anybody I possibly could I learnt from midwives, chiropractors, osteopaths and other professionals and I kind of started to understand what it was that had happened and in learning all this for myself I developed a real passion for working with and supporting women and birthing people during their pregnancies. I also love working with people during the postpartum stage and that progressed to working with their children too and while I absolutely love working with anyone at any stage and age of life This is very definitely where I feel most comfortable. I wasn't always a chiropractor. My first ever job was as a lifeguard and I worked for a time at a leisure centre where I turned my hand to anything I was asked. I worked reception, the gym, taught fitness classes. I did have additional qualifications for that. I sold gym memberships and one summer I even helped tennis coach. I had a can-do attitude and it meant when I came to jobs I would just give it a whirl and I loved all the experience. My first degree was in sports science and sports therapy and this was where I started on a path to helping people. As a sports therapist, my focus was always getting people back to doing what they loved in the shortest, safest possible time. I was rehabilitation focused. I worked with rugby teams and individuals and at only 21 I was offered a job lecturing in sports therapy and massage and anything sports related at Kingston College at University. I'll confess here, At 21, I did not feel remotely qualified, but I also knew I was one of the first ever cohort with a degree in sports therapy. So with additional training that they offered, I did my PGCE and I ended up lecturing from a total of 10 years. And although ultimately I really wanted to get back into hands-on therapy, I really loved that time. It was five years into teaching when we had a day of personal development 
and the main focus being was questioning why we were teaching and why we were in the role we were in and looking for the positives. I do remember very clearly I had a realisation here that I wasn't on the right career path and I had got lucky. I'd stepped into a job in teaching that grew really quickly. By this point, I was 26 and I was already running two of the courses. And at the end of each year, as I watched each child graduate, I was really proud and I was looking forward to the next year. But... I wasn't where I was meant to be just yet. So I started Googling. At age 15, after my first experience of seeing a chiropractor, I had decided that I wanted to be one. But at 15, I seriously lacked confidence and I didn't think I was clever enough to ever get there. Now, years later, not only did I know I was clever enough, but I also knew how my brain learned. I had a great background for chiropractic and a conversation with my boss confirmed that my college would support me while I worked to retrain to do my dream job. Training as a chiropractor was pretty complementary to teaching sports and exercise science after all. From my first day at university, when I was now trained to be a chiropractor, I knew in my heart I was exactly where I was supposed to be. And at age 32, I qualified and you know the rest it's better late than never as they say and I wouldn't change a thing so I'm going to talk now a bit about the podcast I have been a chiropractor for over a decade now it is who I am as much as what I do which is exactly why I'm sat here sharing about pelvic girdle pain at 10 p.m on a Friday night I'm that rock and roll In March 2020, the chiropractors and most other people had to suddenly stop working. As a chiropractor with a long list of those under care for pain during their pregnancies, I wasn't able to do the only thing I knew how to do. And I couldn't think of what else I could do. An idea I had was set up a Facebook group for anyone in the local area who was struggling with pain relating to their pregnancies. As I stood back, and ran that group, it became easier to see what was being said outside of my usual circles. The message seemed to be that pain in pregnancy was considered normal. And you can't see the air quotes here, but they're right there. And as such, it was something to be put up with. Now, you and I know this is not the case. It's common, but that does not make it normal. But this is a very strongly held belief, and it's difficult to counter So I went looking for some resources. Lots looked to be brilliant. Then somewhere in the middle, someone would mention an old myth such as pelvic girdle pain isn't treatable or this pain will get worse until you have a baby. And I'd have to start again. So I had another idea. I absolutely love podcasts and there is one or more than one on nearly everything. So I naturally went and searched the podcast to share one on pelvic girdle pain. But although there was lots of episodes that mentioned pelvic girdle pain, and some are pretty good, there wasn't a dedicated podcast that covered it in the depth that I wanted. And truthfully, what I wanted was a mix of expert advice and personal experience. So that's what I've created. I hope it helps. So there's quite a few things I want to share with you about this podcast. The first is, 
I'm going to repeat myself a lot because the nature and the point of the podcast is that you can jump in at any time and get the information you need. And because most importantly, I want to get the message out there that pregnancy related pelvic girdle pain is treatable at any stage of pregnancy in the vast majority of cases. Secondly, if you're currently experiencing pelvic girdle pain or have had it in the past, this podcast is dedicated to you. You are the heart of it. So I would love questions and queries and to hear your experiences. If I can ever get it working, there will be a link to send me voice notes in the show notes. You can literally be part of it. Thirdly, while I will be flying solo on some of the podcasts, I would love to have guests. So if you want to share your story about PGP, I would love to hear it. I can't promise to get every story out there, but I can promise to try. And fourthly, there is no one size fits all when it comes to PGP. And we'll be acknowledging that in the podcast. Different experiences, similar experiences, different pregnancies, different solutions, tough times, easy times. All your stories are valuable if you want to share them. The fifth thing is that this podcast will cover information, but in no way replaces medical advice. As healthcare professionals, we need to be able to properly and individually assess each person we work with. Each week, though, I will be directing you to brilliant sites like the Pelvic Partnership, who hold a list of experienced practitioners who will be able to help. And lastly, there will be no swears. I aim to have a clean rating. This is not because I mind a swear word. But if you're anything like me, you have a very, very limited time to listen to podcasts and you may have small children. And I want you to be able to listen wherever and whenever you choose. It also means that you can use the kid-free time you do have to listen to all the other podcasts. It turns out most of my favourite are not appropriate for tiny ears. Okay, so I think that's the introduction done. Next episode, we will do the grown-up bit and actually start talking about pelvic girdle pain. But hopefully, if you are currently suffering, you already have a bit of information to help. Just a reminder, look at the Pelvic Partnership website. They are brilliant. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Let's Talk About Pelvic Girdle Pain podcast. I certainly enjoyed recording it. You can find any links to useful websites and other resources in the show notes. If you have found this episode helpful, please follow and share. And if you really enjoyed it, leave a review so others can hear about pelvic girdle pain too. Until next time.